Um Lenin, a black Gemara, it's the first day of Cholamay Tzukis. We're up to Davchov Gimel, Amr Aleph, Masech Tzbeah. So we're in the middle of discussing whether there's a, um, a, a, a problem with creating a fragrance in the air generally. And uh, we had a Machlech Shama and Hillel, we had a Machlech of two versions of Asi. And the final version of Asi is <clears throat> that they have an augment Shama and Hillel, whether you're allowed to create fragrance generally or not. But to put the fragrance into clothing, he says it is a problem. He holds it's a problem because um, regarding why there's an argument regarding fragrance is um, the why the Rabbanon forbade it is because you need dover hashavel chal nefesh, and this is not a dover hashavel chal nefesh. When it comes to clothing, putting fragrance in clothing is like moile dreach. You are creating the reach and, and, and so on. Also, because you're when you, when you put the spices on directly on the fire, you're sort of extinguishing part of it and you're lighting part of it, and therefore it's a problem. But if you put it onto a earthen an earthen clay shard, which is very very hot, then you're allowed to. There's no problem of extinguishing and there's no problem of lighting, and therefore there's no heat to the rice. And Rabbah wants to say it's still forbidden because you are creating a fragrance, and it's like Mulet, you're creating something. So we're up to the top of the page, two lines on the top. Rabba Rabbi Yisif and They both say, they say that's chufe kosa asherai to turn over a cup that's full of fragrances, on top of a um, silk um, silk clothing, in order to they should put into them a, a nice nice uh, fragrance smell. It is also forbidden. Why? My time You're creating a fragrance, so therefore it's also medrabon. Like you're creating. Why is this any different? We said before you let to roll it in your hands regarding the psumim, branches of psumim. You roll it between your fingers in order to extract some of its fragrance. So you can even clip off the very top of it. So therefore you can allow the fragrance to escape. And why is that permitted? You smell it over koitma. You clip off part of it, the top of it. So you want to answer very simply. The fragrance is always there. And all you are doing is, well, you're just, you know, spreading, the, the, spreading, disseminating the reich all around. Here you're creating, by burning it on the fire, you're actually creating a reich, and that's forbidden. Robert, however, says, he says you're allowed to. Why are you allowed to? Because he holds, like Shmuel, that it is considered nefesh, that even the poor, if they could afford it, they knew what it is, they would also do it. So therefore, it's considered like oichel nefesh. And if it's oichel nefesh, you're allowed to even light a fire. So therefore, it's not a problem. And different moilereich is not a problem. It's only a rabban. Meat, did have a abyssal gumra? When you put meat directly on the on the coal, doesn't extinguish the fire a little bit and increase the fire, yet it's permitted. The same thing over here. And the reason why you're allowed to, because that's a normal way of cooking. That it extinguishes, but that very same fire that comes back. He was dashing in the entrance of the Rejgulusa. He said the following words Ketura is permitted. Now, Ketura can either mean a knot to tie something down, or it can mean smoke. What do you mean Ketura is permitted? What do you mean by it? He meant Ikture, if he meant basically. If he meant like they should take uh, like um, gloves and just tie down to a board or something, and this is it's a very skilled, um, it's a skilled operation. Then mice umenu, then it is mice umen. It's a skilled operation. I'll do that. Vila ashen should literally smoke, and that uh, you're allowed to smoke it 
you're allowed to um, you're allowed to put things on coal and make it smoke for a like Rava said. Also, luchayd is forbidden to hakam lechabes extinguishing because we're having a big machlekes. If you're allowed, you're not allowed to. On the ravashi loylem laash. Yes, it means to smoke in a lot of product in the coal. Ah, you're asking a question that brought that you're extinguishing the fire occur and all that. Meet the havia bister gumna. How you allowed to put meat directly on coal when you place the meat in the coal? Right immediately where it is, the fire goes out for a few minutes and it comes right back. You say you're allowed to because it's a dover shabal chol nefesh. It's oichol nefesh. So same same two here with reyach. It's considered dover shabal chol nefesh, and you are permitted. You can have me other say, another version is in the member say, what's it's a skill. And if it's just to generate smoke, also it's forbidden, you're creating a reyach. I said it. The name of a very great person. I said it for him. It means to give smoke. Like I put meat on coal. You're allowed to because it's it's oichel nefesh, and you can even start fire and extinguish fire and so on. So surely this is also because you're enjoying it and you're smelling it and you're enjoying it. It's like a dover shabbal nefesh, like oichel nefesh, and therefore you're allowed to definitely create. Um, uh, fragrance, which is only Asadirabon and Anyamtiv, because it's like Eichel Nefesh. Then the mission tells the third thing that they used to do is they tie a goat down and take out and take out and separately and hang up the knees of the goat and the intestines and place it also on the spit right alongside the goat. And they did that to replicate the Korm Pesach. Says the Gemara we learned what actually happened. The Rabbi Yisrael says, to this Ishraimim, there's this person called to this room, he used to conduct the people of Rome, Lechel to eat, he would tell them to eat this roasted goat on the night of Pesach. He told them it's a good Indian to replicate the current Pesach. We're in Chutzlarts, let's do it. Shochaleta sent to him, if you wouldn't have been for Titus, I would have decreed Nidhi, I would have put you in Cherim. Why? Because you are causing Eden to eat Korbanis outside of the base of Migdash, outside of Yerushalayim, outside of Israel. Who consecrated these animals and turned them into a Korban Pesach that you're accusing him of eating Kachim outside? It's like, no, the way they're treating it, it's like a Korban, and we have to be very careful. That's why we have the custom that whatever we use for the Zeroya, we use very little meat on it, like the middle of the use a neck, but we take most of the meat off, so it shouldn't look like kochim the chutz. And that's why he says, Shalom, not allowed to say uh, buying meat for Pesach. You're supposed to say buying meat for Yom By saying buying meat for Pesach, sounds like you're buying meat for carbon Pesach and, and maybe looks like a kochim the chutz. Now the Gemara continues, Shloishat Vodim, there were three things that are Blaza Benazayim We're continuing talking about, you know, like in the house of Gamliel. Now we're going to another Nasi. Blaza Benazayim became a Nasi. When Rabbi Gamliel was impeached, and then they worked out an arrangement that one Shabbos was him, and a few Shabbos was Rabbi Gamliel. So three things that Rabbi Lozim Lazayi permitted. Number one, Parosai, and it sounded like his his bull, Yitzah Beretzua, went out with a strap. Shebein Karnel, he allowed a bull to go out with a strap between its horns, because even though the uh, hang is not allowed to carry, has to rest on Shabbos, talking about Shabbos here, but um, it was for beauty. He thought it adorned the animals. He permitted it. That's number one. Number two, now we're going back to Yomtev. He said, you're allowed to use these metal combs that has very thin teeth and very fine teeth and there's a very few gaps in between. You're allowed to use that to comb the animal, remove all the fleas and the parasites. And even though as a result of that, you're causing the animal a wound. Number one, two. Number three, you're allowed to crush 
the peppers berachayim shalehem in in a, in the kind of a, in the as we'll say pastel mortar of theirs in their crushes of their own. Rabbi Yehuda says more told about mikardin He says he cannot use this this metal comb that has these teeth close together. If you're causing a wound, You could use a comb, a metal comb that has big gaps between the teeth, or made out of it's not actually metal, made out of wood, and the teeth are much thicker, and therefore it doesn't cause any wounds in the animal. And the Chachamim say not only a mikardin now that he uses metal comb with these. Fine teeth, there's small gaps, but aflemikatsafin. You're not allowed to even use a wooden comb with the bigger teeth that doesn't cause a wound. Why we'll see in a minute. First of all, it says that Allah Mazaya allowed his bull to go around with this strip between the horns. Sound like he only owned one bull. How can that be? We know he's extremely wealthy, fabulously wealthy. The memla that Rabbi Loza ben Azayi Chodah Pora Havli only had one bull. But Amarab Rav said, "But Amarab others said, 'Am Yehuda Amarab.' If you just name it up, Tleisar Alfe Igli, thirteen thousand calves. How they maiset Rabbi Loza Ma'adre. Rabbi Loza would give that just as maiset, ten percent. Called Shosav Shosav every year. Every year he had another, you know, the hundred thirty thousand calves, um, and then he would uh, um, give maiset ten percent." So how can you only have one bull? Says the Gemara Tana. What happened was Loi It wasn't his bull. It was actually his neighbors. So why do we put responsibility on Rabbi Lazar Mazayu? Because he didn't protest against that person. Nikras al It's called his, and he had to fast and all that. Teisha already asked, what do you mean he gave Meiser? Rabbi Lazar Mazayu became the Nasi when Rabbi Lazar peaked. But Rabbi Gamliel was not. Or a Nasi during the Churbe Samigdash. In fact, that's why Rabbi Yechel Benzaka, we had before, we'll have Rabbi Shana, we had a Sukkah, that he came up with a number of Takanas right after Churbe Samigdash um, so that we can continue remembering the Be Samigdash. That means Abdul Mil then was a Nasi. And Abdul Azam was only 18 years old when he became, when he was stated, he's instated as a Nasi. So where does Maisa come in? After Churbe Samigdash, where does Maisa come in? Says the Gemara. And we know that after Chumash Midrash, there was no longer Maisa Behemoth. So Tezik gives a few answers. One is it didn't stop immediately after the Chumash Midrash. It took a while. So maybe in the times of Lozman Zayi, they still give Maisa. Or Rabbi Lozman Zayi was a little tiny kid. He was an orphan. And maybe the overseer, the executive of the state, gave on his behalf Maisa. So maybe when he was two, three years old, the base of Midrash still existing, because we're not exactly sure when it happened. Or third thing is Maisa doesn't mean to Levium. Maisa can mean taxes. That was 10% that he gave Similar to Maisa, so we call it Maisa. Says the Gemara, "Umekardines abeheim beyamtiv." Don't know where you learned. Ezo kiddur beis kids. What's it mean, kiddur kids? So kiddur is katanim. Can I ask, how would he cope with his own Maisa if he's meant to go to Yerushalayim and eat? There's no way he can eat, even if it's taken. True. This mice is we're talking about mice to a lady, and he would give it to a lady thirteen thousand calves. And a lady, it's his problem what they did with it. I'm sure it was more no, than one. And he's one and two. Yeah, one and two. So you want to know about mice? Mice Shane is on is on the is on the is on. This is mice behemoth. Mice behemoth yeah. is different than mice. Um, uh, what do you call it? Then sure, whatever it is. Yeah. So he gave the ten percent. He gave mice behemoth every tenth animal, and then. Yeah. Uh, and you're right, so take it to the shrine, but he would have either transferred it to money or gave it away, or sure he worked it out. Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah, good point. What is the difference between Kirun and Kirtsov? 
what's the difference? What kind of combs are they? So say is is a metal comb with fine teeth, and and that when you rub it against the animal, it actually causes all kinds of wounds. And kerchov is big wooden teeth, and therefore it just you know sort of smooth. It doesn't cause any wounds. So why? What are the three opinions there? The gimel machleikid are three opinions. Rabbi Huda holds. Now remember that uh, these wounds are not intentional. It's unintentional and doesn't necessarily. It's not inevitable. So Rabbi Huda is of the opinion: davar sheemis kavan aser. Something unintentional is still forbidden. So kader ektanim. So this for this comb with these metal teeth. Chabura, inevitably, you know, sometimes it will cause a chabura, even though it's not your fault. It was intended. You're liable if you don't do that on yamt. Cards of dealing these large wooden teeth, they ain't Isaac, but they never really make any chabura, so therefore that's all right. The lay gazillion cards of the code, and don't tell me we shouldn't use also the big wooden teeth because next time we'll use the fine metal teeth. We're not concerned. And the Rabbanan agree with Rabbi Huda. Sabi, they hold Namik Rabbi Huda that Dove Shem is Kavan Asa. They also agree on tensions also, but the gazillion and cards of the code, but they say, you know what, we're not going to allow thin teeth because of the, um, we're not going to allow the big wooden teeth because next time you'll use the thin metal teeth. But Abelazim and Azayi saw Abelazim holds like Abshimin, and who says Dovish Amos Kavan Mutter unintentional Mutter. Well, being caught, being caught too surely, and it's all permitted. Amar Rava, Amar Nachman, Amar Shmuel, Amar Shmuel, but I'm not going to say Amar Nachman. Chud alone, halacha kid Abshimin, the halacha is like Abshimin. I want that Dovish Amos Kavan is permitted. Shall Abelazim and Azayi Moidla, Azayi Mishnah. Amar Rabbi asked Amli Rava Nachman. So Rava then turned around to Rav Nachman. No, it's not. According to the second version of Nachman, just said it himself. So Robert turned around Nachman and said, I don't understand. Following your logic, that the reason why you you, you, said, you, you concluded the halacha Shimon because Rabbi Lozim Lazar side with him, then you should say the halacha like Rabbi Yudha because the Chachamim side with him. I hold the halacha of Shimon for other reasons, and I'm just bringing an extra support. And furthermore, Shalom Lazarim, 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 agrees to that as well. Next Mishnah. If you have this milk for pepper, tamaya, it is tummy. In order for something to become tummy, if it's made out of metal, even if it's flat and it contracts tumma, it becomes tummy. If it's made out of wood, it's not makabo tumma unless it has a clay kibble, unless it has a receptacle, it can receive. So he says over here that this milk of pepper, tamaya is tummy. It has three different levels. The very bottom one, as we'll see in a minute, the very bottom one is basically where you trap all the, um, the powder, the pepper powder. So that is the clay kibble. The middle one is basically full. It's like a sieve. So it's full of holes and everything falls right through. There's no, it doesn't really capture anything. Everything falls right through. And then the, the top one is where you place the pepper in the first place and you start crushing it. It's a, it's a metal thing. You start crushing it. So it says the Mishnah. Because of the three different levels of kalim that it has. Um, <clears throat> Number one is one, the bottom kalim is a clay kibble. Clay is the very top one is metal where you crush, you know, you start crushing the pepper. Because of that sieve in between. So you explains. The very bottom one is a clay kibble. It has, you know, that it, 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 it receives all the pepper powder. And so, so even though it's made out of wood, but it, it had a receptacle, so therefore it becomes tummy. And so is the middle one. 
because of a sieve, even though it, it doesn't really receive anything and uh, and it goes right through it. Nevertheless, it's made out of wood. It's because it's like a material, like a cloth. A material would be so therefore we said it's also and El Yoyna, and the very top one where you crush the pepper is Tame because it's metal. It's clay matris. Mishnah. Agola shall cotton. Agola shall cotton is an argon rashi in Tasis. According to Tasis, it's a walker. A little kid has a walker that he leans on and he pushes and walks. According to Rashi, it's more like a ride on car. Um, that the kid used to sit in this uh, in the seat there, or like a, they used to have these wagons. The kid would sit there and it had wheels, and you would uh, it would travel. And the kid sits there. Now, to Maya Midas, if the kid it became a Zov somehow, then this wagon, because he's sitting on there, the wagon itself becomes equally tummy because it's specifically meant to be a seat because the kid sits on it and he moves down and so on and so forth. And the general rule is if we do not tell him, in other words, if this particular item is really meant to be used for something else, you just decide to have fun with it and you're sitting on it. If we tell you, stand up, please, so that we can use it for its real purpose, so then it is not mikabel, um, then it's not mikabel too because it's not the right keli. But here by the kid's thing, that's what it's for. It's a kid's toy. And therefore, it's mitame uh, tumas midas by sitting on a step and it. The nitla b'shabbos. Since it's a keli, a vessel, you're allowed to move it around the shabbos. The einon nigredes el agabe keli. You shouldn't roll it on the sand because it'll make impressions in the sand and it's like digging. And therefore, if it digs in the shabbos, you're not allowed to do that. Um, Rabbi Huda says, Kol that he says that um, no keli can actually be dragged on the ground because every keli, even though it's not intentional, it doesn't always happen, it's still forbidden because you might dig holes in the sand. The only exception is this wagon. Why? The wheels are very wide, so it didn't dig up holes. What it did was it compressed the sand. And therefore, because it compressed the sand, there's no digging over here. There's no digging over here. Says the Gemara, the kid leans on it, when it tells the Shabbos, why can you move in a Shabbos and Muxim, which should be equal to the school as a law of a Kaili? As a law of a Kaili. Uh, I think I skipped the line here. When it says by the wagon, the, the, town, the first town of the mission says, you cannot drag these, um, this wagon. Only if you have to put something underneath it between that and the ground so that the, the, the wagon can go over it. Otherwise, it's digging holes. Because even though it's unintentional, and then Rabbi Yehuda is the one who says that you're right, except this wagon because it's actually compressing it. So this mission seems to be following Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbi Yehuda seems to be arguing with himself. As we'll see in a minute. Says him what further. Why, why can't you go directly to the ground my time why because you're digging holes even though it doesn't always happen that way but if it can happen occasionally and that's a double shame is and it's awesome so if it's he believes permitted says to drag across the floor a bed a kisse, a chair a bench provided you have no intention of making Holes in the ground. So obviously, this mission does not conform with Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda. Says what? I don't understand. If the mission is Rabbi Yehuda and says that this walker or this uh, little trolley that the kid is sitting on, <clears throat> and, and you're not allowed to um, to dove a shame and you're not allowed to drag on the floor. So how can Rabbi Yehuda himself then argue himself? 
Look at the end of the Mishnah. Nothing should be dragged on Shabbos on the sand, except for this wagon. It's compressing. Only because it's compressing. But if it would have been making holes, it would be forbidden. No, it's also Rabbi Yehuda. What's going on here? How can you have Rabbi Yehuda? I'm Rabbi Yehuda. Says the Gemara. Um, the two Tanoim who agree with Rabbi Huda's principle, Dov Hashem is carbon is forbidden. And they're arguing about whether the wagon compresses the sand or whether as the wheels turn, they're actually flicking out some of the sand and therefore they're digging up as well. <clears throat> and the other one says it hardly happens that way. Usually all it does is it presses down the sand and therefore there's no digging taking place. Hadin Allah Yamtiv. That finishes the second paragraph of the Zechtebeya. We'll do the mission now of the third paragraph. The mission says, Ain sodin dogim. Don't on yamtiv that you're allowed to shecht on yamtiv. You're allowed to bake on yamtiv, and you're allowed to cook on yamtiv. You'll do all these avos malachas, but not all avos malachas. You step back a little bit. Things that you could have done prior to yamtiv, you have no reason to do on yamtiv. Um, so therefore, you want to capture fish or go fishing. Ain sodin dogging. You're not allowed to catch fish, trap fish. <coughs> um, min habeberim. A beber today is a zoo. Like an aquarium, a zoo, any enclosed area. So you're not allowed to, to catch fish from these, let's say, um, fish ponds. And you're not allowed to catch fish beyond on Yamtif. Why? Because you could have done this before Yamtif and, and, and you know, put it in, in a little pot or pan or something with water and take it out whenever you need it. You didn't have to leave it there. So therefore, this this is a malacha. Seder is one of the 39 malachas, and there's no excuse why you have to do it. Nor the ain noistin lift name is nor should do you have to feed fish, even the fish are yours, because fish can survive without feeding them a daily basis, either from grass or larger fish eat smaller fish. They manage. But you are permitted to um to capture a according to this view, you're allowed to capture if you already have them in an enclosed area, you're allowed to go ahead and um and, and, and catch them further because it's not really called trapping because they've already been trapped inside, a, you know, in, in a barn, in a pen. But fish can, can swim away and go hide in crevices and corners. So therefore, they're still considered like you're trapping. The nice then leaf name is when it comes to animals, you have to feed them. In the winter, they need food or because there's no grass around. And even in the summertime, if there's a lot of people where they are, the people trample on the grasses, there's not much feed for them. Rajbag says the rule as follows. Not all of these aquariums or these enclosed areas are the same. This is the rule. Let's just give you a rule. Let's say it's a big enough area that even though, let's say, you have animals caught the, the cow, you still have to chase after it because they can run away. Then it's it still needs to be captured further. And also, you're capturing on Shabbos. You're not allowed to. But it's a very small enclosed area. You just go in there and you automatically, you're right there. You can't really escape. Then, mutter, then it is permitted. Okay, we'll do the Gemara Mishnah tomorrow.